In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I like to get the know ya so I can show ya. Put a hurt on ya like I told ya. Give me all your numbers so I can phone ya. Your girl act the same thing, call me yoga. Not on the bed, lay me on your sofa. Call me for your mom, I need to shave my chop chop. You do what you don't know, you will, I won't chop. Go downtown and eat it like a bowl chop. See my hips, big hips, so chop. See my butts and my lips, don't chop. Lost a few pounds in my waist, go ya. This the kind of beat that go by. Shoes, dream showing I was dehydrated to the beat vibrated. I was revived as soon as this BS gyrated. Them hips and lick them lips, and that was. 
Watch me now, folks. It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. You have made it to Thursday if you're listening to this. You might be listening to this on a Friday or a Saturday or even years from now. The whole point is you made it. Welcome, folks, to our Kardashian Thursday. It's the third episode. Episode. It's the third episode. That's the third app. The third episode of Kardashians on Hulu. If you guys want to have fun, like, stay here. Listen, let's let's make sense of this fucking crazy ass family that makes me want to slam my head against a wall but also i i sometimes like it's a very weird complicated relationship as you know also it is funny the more this show the the show gets bigger and i get so many people's opinions i hear so many people's opinions now every day and it's like i've got to try to like remember my own opinion but man it is wild so many people hate this family i got there was a wave of of, of people people on Instagram tonight really not understanding why I would give these Kardashians the time of day. And I, I feel like if you listen to this show, I, I can't believe you don't know by now why I do this. It's because I'm a very sad man. It's so sad being me. And I need to make fun. I need to punch down, you guys. No, it, you know, it, I'll say it once again. I think this family, uh, love them or hate them, and I definitely have both. I've done both of those things at many times and, and on the same day usually, is that you have to pay attention to this because if you love pop culture like you say you love pop culture, there's nobody else doing it like them. They, they really, you know, in fact, we've got to talk about them. We've got to keep an eye on them. we got to keep them honest, folks. I mean, Kim's out there photoshopping kids. I mean, that feels, that feels QAnon-esque. That feels bad, you guys. I mean, this family needs to be watched like hawks, and that's what we're doing. We're doing a public service here. Uh, so come, do this public service with me. Let's have fun. You, you almost made it through the rest of the week. I am running on fumes. I have been talking all day. Uh, I mean, kind of, I always say this, you know, kind of a dream gig, man. Like, I had the funnest this is just it tripped me out. I told you guys yesterday, which by the way, Countess Luann, wasn't that a trip to here? Also, to the person that called me at six thirty AM from Canada on the uh the So Bad It's Good hotline to tell me that the mic sucks. I get it, but please, you woke me up at six thirty in the morning and really confused me because I fell asleep at like three thirty last night and it really got me at the wrong time. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't go back to bed, and I'm running on fumes. But you're right. The mic has sucked lately. The cord is fucked up. I think I just found another cord. I was digging through things, so I think we're good for today. And then I just got to bite the bullet and buy a whole new one. I just manhandle things. I'm just so – I'm just such a man, you guys. You guys – do you know what it's like to be such a man where you just break things right and left? And I'll tell you what. The white shirts aren't safe around me either. I will spill immediately like a man, like the bad boy of podcasting that I am. If I see a white shirt, I'm like, that shit's going to get messed up with ketchup in a second. Watch me. It is so sad. I've never been able to really, you know, a white shirt, you know, it's like if I had my druthers, I would just buy, I would buy like 50 old Navy white t-shirts and I wouldn't even worry about washing them because I would know that each one would be ruined the day that I put it on. Do you know how sad it is to always be that guy? Like, I feel like if there is an afterlife, God will tell me, yeah, we did we kind of laughed. We did have this thing where we, uh, it was like a fun little prank. 
uh, we always had dirt be attracted to you. Like dirt always just finds me. And uh, yeah, so we, you know, don't, I know you, I know you really felt bad about it on earth, but it was, we kind of did that. Like it would make so much more sense to me. Cause I'm like, why does dirt get attracted to me? And why do I spill things on myself so much? And I don't feel like that happens to other people. Like there's got, like, I feel like I didn't get the training manual for my body. Do you guys ever feel like that? You're like, how did, how did I, I don't know if I necessarily still know how to work the body. <laughs> like there are people, don't you know, don't you watch people where you're like, that person seems totally comfortable in their body. You know, they, you know, you'll see a lot of athletes like, wow, that person has great control of their body. And then I was just like me, like I can barely get out of bed. Like, ah, I'm just like roll <laughs> Now, I was, when I was at Coachella on the second day, I was in such pain. <laughs> my feet were in such pain. And my <laughs> so sad. I'm at a rock show. I'm like my lower back where I couldn't. I had to try to like rock myself like an egg back and forth to get the pressure, <laughs> to try to get the wind and the pressure and the friction of me going up and down the grass to like force me up. And then, oh man, it. It's, and I would like to say that's about getting old. I think it's just, it's just my body. You know, it's just, that's how it's always been. Welcome to the show, folks. And let's talk about those dirt. I, God, I wonder, you ever wonder that, that too, if like you had the Kardashian money and the Kardashian doctor, like, would you, like, I feel like I would go in and go like, yo, if you can promise me, like, I will trust you. Make me look great, man. Like, you know, what's it going to take a, a year for me to heal? I'll watch TV. Just tell me what to do. And like, wouldn't that be fun? Like, the only thing is, you it could go horribly wrong. Did you see in the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion tonight, Shannon Bedore admitted he she got a facelift recently? She looks great. I mean, it, it worked. It's not like that Vicky Gunvalson facelift. We'll be talking more about the final part of the reunion on, uh, we'll talk about that on Friday's episode. Uh, let's talk about a couple things before we get into this. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I talked to Heather Halla Thompson from Real Housewives in New York. She has that podcast in my heart, and it's it, it uh, it's not a pop culture podcast. So I was already like, I don't know if you're going to want to talk to me. And she has, you know, dude, she had Beyonce's mom. She knows Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles. She had her Tina Knowles on the podcast before. She had like, I mean, she has like real like cap, like captains of industry. And I was like, whoa. And. It was so cool. It was so fun, you guys. And it was like, it was just nice. It's like we talked pop culture a little bit and like the future of streaming, like, you know, what we talk about here a lot, because it truly does just fascinate me where, where entertainment is going. And that's another reason why we got to pay attention to the Kardashians. We can do it while laughing at them, but you got to watch because it really is headed into so many different directions. Think, think about the simplicity we had when we were kids. You know, you just had your 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 couple stations or your cable station and that was it. And now it's just gone bonkers. But even more than that, we were talking about pivoting in life. And we talk about that a lot here, right? Is that, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've been an actor most of my life. And it's it's so weird to like say things like most of my life because you realize you've actually led a life at this point. Remember when you were in your 20s and you would just be like, well, I'm just living, you know, now you're like, well, Past that, you know, I'm actually living a life. And it's just, it's the bizarrest feeling. You guys know. Um, but uh, we were talking about pivoting. And we were talking about how this podcast was kind of born out of the pandemic in a lot of ways. Or the seriousness in which I took it was born out of that. And there was, not a desperation, but there was kind of this, uh, what we find comfort in 
can potentially save us in the end. You know, is that we shouldn't laugh at any of these things that we love. And we shouldn't laugh at poor Ryan because he wants to talk about the Kardashians. And we shouldn't laugh at any of us because we watch these shows and find great solace in them. Because that brings us joy. And anything that brings us joy, unless you're hurting somebody physically or mentally, is is a pretty good thing. You know, it's a pretty great thing, actually. And I, uh, I thought, I, I said to Heather today, I said, the interesting thing is that I thought by doing this podcast... I mean, the, the, the original thing was uh, it was going to give me the bravery to be able to talk to people that I had never had the courage to talk to. You know, almost the microphone kind of gives you this Batman-esque quality. Uh, it can make you a little better, a little brighter, a little more gregarious, and uh, a little more outspoken than I am in my actual life. And it gave me a reason to reach out to people that I had never had the guts to in real life to be like, would you want to joke with me? <laughs> you know, like, can I play in on these reindeer games with you guys? It gave you the opportunity. The only thing that surprised me, you guys, the only thing that surprised me about this, I told Heather, was, and I was I was realizing this as I was saying it, was that it, it turned out it wasn't the fact that I got to talk to all these cool people. It was you guys. It was that I met you guys. You know, I'll see comments or I'll interact with people every day now where it's like, damn, you guys are funny, or damn, you're smart, or damn, like, you got a great life going. And I, you sometimes forget, because you're so wrapped up in the bullshit of your own existence, that how big the world is, and how many stories there are out there. And sure, Countess Luann is a trip to talk to, and it's very fun. But it's also really fucking fun to talk to you guys, and to hear your stories. And uh, I think I'm talking to somebody on the uh, that that's a member of the Patreon next week who who signed up to to recap a show with me or talk. And I, I'm like, man, that's going to be awesome. It's one of those things that I get really excited about because you're telling me I get to just talk to a random person that I've never talked to before, and I get to do it through a mic, so I'm a little more confident than I would. Like if you did that to me in person, if you met me out like at a grocery store or a gym, like I wouldn't be talking to you. Like I was the I would keep my head down. I keep my head down in public, you know? It's just really nice. And I wanted to share that sentiment with you because I was realizing I try to keep reminding myself I'm lucky because my my natural brain chemistry will always try to tell me that the sky is falling. It'll always tell me that there's something to worry about. It'll always tell me that there's never enough time and that you're always under the gun and that it's never going to work out. But then when you have those moments where you're talking to somebody out loud and you realize, damn, look at what, you know, like even if this all ended tomorrow and it's not like this is changed the world or even like it changed my world, but nothing else. I mean, it was still, it's still cool. This still happened. We still made a little bit of a mark, you know, what if I just did announce this is the last show (laughs) and it's a Kardashian show. (laughs) How dare you get. And so Chris Jenner bought me out. Chris Jenner paid me a million dollars to never speak again. Um, I do want to talk about uh, two things. Tonight, I got to I got to watch the first episode of Real World Homecoming New Orleans on Paramount Plus. If you are a real world head, which originated on MTV like me, you will love this. Now, they did Los Angeles and they did New York so far, and now they're doing New Orleans. And I've watched all these seasons. And I got to tell you, I just watched the first episode. The second episode is already out, but I had to come and work because I got an actual audition tomorrow. It's a pretty fucking cool audition. I was really psyched to get it. And it was from somebody who listens to the show. Imagine that. Um, but, uh, I, I was watching this and they just do this show so well, but it's on Paramount plus, which is a streaming service that I don't feel like enough people know about it. Now I have on, I think I have, uh, 
I talked to somebody that directed or not directed, wrote and show ran uh, Kathleen Robertson. She's uh, she created the show Swimming with Sharks on the Roku channel. And you might be asking yourself, what is the Roku channel, Ryan? Well, we'll get into that on Friday before the OC recap. But uh, by the way, Kathleen Robertson, if you guys are 90210 fans, remember she played Claire. Do you guys know who I'm talking about now? She's been in everything, but I had the opportunity to speak with her the other day and we were talking about the Roku channel because I had never heard of it. And I, I even said it in the intro and she laughed, you know, and it's just one of those things you have to teach people where these things are. And I get really frustrated with streaming because I I know this is content that people, that these corporations just buy up and spit out. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to put this out. And I sometimes feel like the, the care and the delicacy that these projects that, that, that people work so hard on that are so great great get lost and i feel like railroad new orleans is going to get lost i really do have you guys heard about it i mean some of you might have and some of you might have watched it and if you did you know it's amazing and it reminds you of the the show that you loved in the first place and when you watch these guys you know 20 plus years earlier and i just i i, I want to recommend that to you guys uh so paramount plus i don't know if they do like a free trial or something also, the Roku channel, like I said, we'll talk about that on uh, Friday a little bit more before the OC because you can get that for free and they have like full on content, you know, and it's not like PG. It's like full on Mad Men-esque wild shows on the Roku channel, which I didn't even know that. And I feel like I'm pretty up on pop culture. Do you guys ever do that where you hear about something that you're like, man, that was always my thing is that I knew everything that was on TV all the time and now that's slipping away? Because there's just too much and you can never keep up with it. It's wild. So Real World Homecoming really blew me away. I would love to talk to you guys about it. I would love to know if anybody's watching it out there. Um, I know Jess uh, from Hot Takes and Deep Dives is watching it. And uh, I know um, Jamie Stein uh, from Deep Dives with Jamie Stein is watching it as well. Both great people. And I'm sure I think we're going to talk about it. Maybe not on this show, but one of their shows. Because it is just... I, I just... I love it. I just think they do it so well. And I just hate that it's on Paramount Plus because I feel like it's just getting buried. Uh, also, a reminder, Real Housewives of Atlanta is coming up this Sunday night, a new season. And Anthony Dominic, uh, who is very Housewives connected online, he put something on Twitter that blew me away. And I confirmed it. But it was like the Real Housewives of Atlanta, the cast, paid for their own group photo that they released. Because if you guys have seen it online, it looks very different than what Bravo would do. But like Bravo's cast photo kind of sucks and they all agreed. So they went ahead and paid with their own money to make a new cast photo. Can you imagine that? Like this season must be really bad. Why have I seen barely zero promotion on it? I don't understand it. And this is what pisses me off about like these, you know, like I, I hate to speak ill of Bravo ever, but it's like, yo, you know, you better, you know, then it's the production company's fault if you didn't get the show you wanted to do, but you do not bail on these ladies. This is family. You do not bail. And like, that's why I say I always encourage people watch it or at least put it on your DVR so they can get the ratings um, because we need this network to be healthy. And I just thought how sad that these ladies had to take it into their own hands and do this and pay for their own photos to feel like they so they looked beautiful. I just thought that was so shitty. You know, another thing I think is shitty, folks, and I don't know if you guys heard this story yet. If, you, if I'm the first time you're hearing it, buckle in. Um, so Olivia Wilde, you know this Olivia Wilde? 
She used to be married to Jason Sudeikis, and they split up, and then she's now supposedly with Harry Styles. Olivia Wilde, of course, the actress, director, uh, she is uh, directing the film Don't Cry Darling with um, with Harry Styles as the male lead, and the female lead is Florence Pugh, who uh, is in the film Midsommar that you know I'm, I absolutely adore, which is just a weird film to adore. But get this, there's this big cinema con in Las Vegas right now where all the studios pump out their new wares or like brag about like the new Avatar sequel or like I told you yesterday that they announced the Batman sequel there. So they show all these previews and all this stuff. So Olivia Wilde was going like she was presenting her new film that she directed. Now, this is the second film she directed. Her first one was Book Smart, which was very good. And, uh, you know, this is a big deal for Warner Brothers. So she was up on stage. It's called Don't Worry, Darling, uh, for her presentation. And while she was up there, a gentleman went to the stage and handed her a manila envelope. And it was marked personal and confidential. And it was placed on stage. And she was like, is this for me? And, you know, she was like, yes. And I was told that um, Harry Styles' new song was playing in the background when she came up, when this all happened. And what it turned out to be, you guys, is that Jason Sudeikis had her served. It was uh, it was about the custody arrangement of their kids. Now, you're like, Ryan, why does this matter? Well, first off, if you guys have watched Ted Lasso, this is not anything Ted Lasso would do. Ted Lasso is all about positivity. He doesn't make things rougher for people. He understands that sometimes you can lose love and you're very mature about the entire thing. Now, this is spiteful. Like, could you imagine, you know, this is a big deal for her to direct her second film, a huge tentpole film for Warner Brothers. And you're there in front of all the movie exhibitors to brag about the movie and to get them excited about putting it in their theaters. And right before you go on, somebody serves you with paper. No, right when you're on stage, somebody serves you with papers. That, my friends, is fucked up up. Now, we're getting word from Jason Sudeikis's camp that he was not aware that she would be served in that manner. And I'm like, "Damn, dude. Well, you should have damn well made sure." Like, <laughs> that's a big cuz that's petty. And and people are like, "Well, remember Harry Styles like she potentially cheated on Jason Sudeikis with Harry Styles." I don't necessarily believe that. I think their relationship was over before that happened, but a lot of people are arguing about that. And I think it's interesting because Olivia Wilde already gets so much hatred uh, from people because, you know, from Harry Styles fans. And now she gets hatred from the Jason Sudeikis fans. I mean, this lady can't can't win, you know? Move over Amber Heard. Uh, but I just thought this was wild. What a, what a weird, quirky pop culture moment. And we'll probably get a statement from Jason Sudeikis tomorrow apologizing. But I just thought it was just kind of gross. It's like, yo, man, like, I just don't even like to think of Jason Sudeikis like that. And especially if you, like I said, watch Ted Lasso, that is so filled with hope and doing the right thing and understanding even in hard situations. And I thought it was a bit of positivity in a very bleak world. And <laughs> this happens and you're just like, holy shit, man. Jason Sudeikis is like, fuck you and fuck Harry Styles. F fuck the Zaniacs. Fuck St. Malik. Fuck One Direction. Like, it's just like, it's very petty. It's like, it's so petty where you're like, well done, sir. And then you're like, no, 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 no. Fuck that. I'm not encouraging that. But like also kind of well done. Like, that's horrible. That's horrifying. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
I just wanted to share. I was like, I got to tell the guys. I got to tell you guys about this. This is just wild. I'm sure I will talk about it more as uh, I get uh, I get more information coming in. But like, man, it's just there is never a dull moment in pop culture. Man, I get talking to you guys, and then I, I gotta like, I can't have this be a long one because I do gotta get to bed, and I gotta memorize these little lines here for tomorrow. Um, I wanted to mention really quick, and I'll I'll probably I gotta do more. I, I did a TikTok about this, which is I, – I cringe every time I say I did a TikTok about this. But Jax's Closet – Jax is on Instagram, you guys. Or Jax's Closet. Somebody supposedly is running the Instagram of Jax's Closet. Uh, but we all secretly – you know, it's it, – it, there's a high probability it's Jax running this account. But Jax is selling his old tennis shoes and sweatshirts and, uh, you know, and then he locked comments because a lot of people were saying, dude, there is so many misspellings here. This has to be you, Jax. And they locked comments. And it's very ag- aggressive, like Jax is, of like, no, no, no funny business will be tolerated. But I'm telling you, folks, you got to go see that TikTok because I I need to get something from Jax's closet. And in fact, I was talking to Sandra and Madi today. I was like, I need to get a pair of Jax's shoes because isn't what's that old saying? You never know what it's like. Until you walk a mile in Jax's shoes or a man, a man's shoes, but in this case it would be Jax. And then I was like, just think about all the fun content I could do with a pair of Jax's sneakers, you know. And then like sometimes, maybe for after hours, I'd be like, you want to see me put these on without socks, you know? And I like I play it dangerous, you know. I'm like, what, like what, you know, what, what diseases could I get from this? Like, could you imagine if I got like a nasty toe fungus from Jack's? Like, I'd always be like, I knew it. This is, I knew this would how, how I would go out, you know? Oh, you guys, let's get into the Kardashians. Let's have some fun. Let's make fun of one of the weirdest families that is so full of themselves and everything seems to be going so right for them. We need to talk about the Kardashians episode three. This is entitled live from New York. Now, if I was a betting man, I would, you know, the titles always give us clues. And, you know, if you didn't know that a show Saturday Night Live existed, you would say this is about people that live in New York. But no, this is about Kim, uh, you know, being the guest host for SNL. And we saw the run up to it last episode. And, you know, we had previously on the Kardashians. Uh, oh, also, you guys, the Met Ball or the Met Gala, Met Gala is what it's called, is Monday. So we will be doing, I don't know about live coverage, but we'll be doing coverage here. We'll be doing some TikToks. We'll be talking about it on So Bad It's Good because I think when you think fashion, you think Ryan Bailey and also you think Old Navy because those two things go hand in hand, baby. Um, oh, also, this Black China court date, you guys. The Black China Court date is great. Like pretty much everybody goes up on stand like Chloe and they'll be like, yes, uh, Black China. I saw Black China hit Rob with a steel rod or Corey Gamble was like, I saw Rob get whipped. Like, I know I know you shouldn't be laughing, but it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, no wonder Rob's not in the courtroom. He's probably scared to death, you know? Like, I'm sorry, but this – no offense to Black China and her family, Tokyo Tony and all of those crazy cats. But I just – it seems like they just need to chill. Like, this is – it just seems like she was way too aggressive. Like, listen, I, I'm sure Rob was not a 
you know, the the best dude in the world. But my God, everybody's going on stand saying she physically abused him in some way. And that's wild when you have four Kardashians up there saying, like, they've all seen Rob get, like, fucking pelted with things. Like, geez, like, talk about... Talk about a knock on your confidence. You were letting Black China like run rampant all over you. Why you have Corey Gamble on stage going, "Yeah, I saw Rob get whipped." Yeah, like it's just wild. What is this world coming to? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen in shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And then Black China, you guys, they're, they're still going to rule this. The Kardashians want the case thrown out as of this week. And Black China testified and says she needs to redo her testimony because the Kardashians messed with her mind and showed nude photos of her while she was on the stand, I guess, in like test cross examination. Put up pictures that Rob had posted of her uh, her her nude, you know, and I guess that threw Black China off, according to Black China's attorneys. So she's asking for a redo of her testimony now. I, at this point, don't think uh, Black China should get any money from the Kardashians, and that's saying a lot because I'm not necessarily on their side. But at the same time, I really do want the court to let Black China redo the testimony, and then I want them to release both testimonies because I want to see – I want to see, like, how it improved and, like, what – like, you know, like – is the tears more effective in this one? You know, like I want to like, yes, let, let her redo, let her redo it three times as she wants. I want to see all of these. Like to me, this is what the Hulu show should be. Not this fake shit. And by the way, this exact happened how I, I said it would. We have like this really intense scene within this show. And then immediately the next scene is a scene that is fake as fuck. And your, your jaw is still hanging down from like, what the scene before it means really, if you think about it and we'll talk about this and then you have this like stupid ass fake scene. And it's like, you guys, like you can never like, why do this? You guys have such interesting shit and you fill it with this bullshit. Like my God. So previously on the Kardashians, um, 
uh, oh, uh, I keep thinking there's all this Kardashian shit. Like I said earlier, the Photoshop fail, Kim woke up with a stick up her ass and she was like, come on, you guys, let me tell you a story about why I did what I did with the Photoshop with True in the photo. And I guess that was originally sent. Uh, it was originally uh, Kylie's daughter, uh, Stormy. And Kylie was not, you know, Kim was like, I asked Kylie and it was OK for me to post it. But she wasn't feeling it that day, which, by the way, for context, that was the Travis Astroworld scandals, who, of course, Kylie would not be feeling Stormy on there. But Kim goes, you guys know me and I love my aesthetic and my Instagram grid. So I decided to Photoshop True into it. And then she goes, True, thanks for taking one for the team. Like, what the fuck? Are you saying thanks for taking one for the team to a three-year-old, Kim? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Like, honestly, and also your grid means so much to you that you had you could you you couldn't bear not post a shitty Disneyland photo because of your grid and your aesthetic. What the fuck are you smoking over there? Like every time I support Kim or like Kim, she does something so fucking stupid and stupid and like surface level and gross and just everything that I hate. And it doesn't still seem to be the truth. This is like that, oh, <laughs> guys, Radar Online. <laughs> you know Radar Online. They fucking, they did an article on uh, me me saying that Kim's belly button was st stolen by a belly button thief. <laughs> Everything is so stupid. Radar right Online literally goes, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, says Kim Kardashian, there's a, th a belly button thief in Calabasas. And then they actually put somebody wrote a comment underneath my post on my post about like the Facetune Bureau of Investigation needs to get to work, which is the company I created uh, to uh, just really keep watch out of people that use Facetune aggressively. And we've uh, we've put 80 million people behind bars uh, thus far. But they even put that they put that comment in the article <laughs> like one listener wrote the Facetune Bureau of Investigation needs to get to work. <laughs> And it's just like, this is wild. So funny. So funny because you know, literally, like, I think at this point, Kim read, like, I think there's a good chance that Kim, that crossed Kim's path because Kim was like, this is so stupid, you guys. The belly button's right here. I didn't Photoshop my belly button out. But once again, why would we ever believe you because you lie about stupid shit like True being Photoshopped into a Disney photo? Like, do you guys hear what I'm saying? They're like, oh, yeah, of course it's silly, but you, you've given us great reason to not believe you for anything, you know? Okay. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to take my medicine. Um, okay, so last time on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Uh, so the whole thing was that they were like the Ray J manager sex tape that Kim says. And Kim's like, over my dead body, is this going to happen to me again? And then Travis and Courtney, you know, Travis last episode, he was literally fingering Courtney's butthole at that house, the house showing. And Travis, I just once again, I keep, I'm so impressed by the the... The lightness in Travis's voice, like, hey, what's going on? But it's like, it's like this, uh, hey, it's me. It's not Michael Jackson per se, but it's like, hey, what's going on? It's me, Travis. Like, it's very light. Like, I, you know, it's not effeminate in any way, but it's just like, what's going on? Like, and I just think that's so funny because how aggressively he hits those drums and how aggressively he fingers Courtney all the time in front of us. And then he has this kind of light, like, I'm, I'm in love with your daughter, Chris. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> My Chris, Chris, I love your daughter, Chris. 
Now it is Michael Jackson. Chris, I love you, daughter. It's me, Michael. <laughs> Miss Jenna, Miss Jenna, can I marry your daughter, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys are probably rolling your eyes right now. Um, so uh, we had the promo, <laughs> the promo photo shoots from SNL where Kim was in the big pink outfit and Kim going, you guys, it's crazy. They work 24 hours a day here at SNL. You have no idea. And then we ended last week's episode with Chloe and Cress touching down uh, from L.A. in New York in a private jet and uh, needing to take a private call from Travis. And, and remember when she was like, Chris was yelling, sir, close the trunk, sir, 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 sir. Please give us privacy. And then Travis is like, hey, hey, you guys, I'd like to marry Courtney. <laughs> I love your daughter. Hey, I love your daughter. I love your daughter. So any, now I'm like trying to work on Travis's voice. But you, it's like really light, you guys. I was surprised. So we open up this week's episode in New York, New York. The cars are everywhere. The city's bustling. Chloe and Chris. And Chris is like to Chloe, she's like, when I had lunch with Lauren Michaels in the Beverly Hills Hotel, he said it it would be fun to have you in a sketch, Chloe. And Chloe goes, I knew I would be roped into this. And I'm like, Chloe, don't act like you didn't beg. Give me a break. Chloe thinks of herself as the funny one in the family. So Chloe's like, how did I get roped into this? Probably because you asked. And Chris is like, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And Chloe goes... What a crazy day. I just found out about Travis and Courtney getting engaged, and somehow now I'm thrown into a live show. But I love my sis, so I'll deal with this craziness. I'm like, cut the shit, Chloe. We cut to Kim. Uh, there's a timer underneath, like one day and three hours until the live show. Chloe and Chris are inside the SNL building. Chloe waves at Kim, but Kim doesn't see her. She's on the stage, and somebody's like, she's working, and Chloe's like, eh. Um, and, you know, Kim is on stage looking at pages, going over lines, and we see the whole backstage area, which is always really exciting. Um, Chloe is in the makeup chair for some reason. I don't know why. Like, she's just sitting in a makeup chair getting her makeup done, even though she's not doing anything. And in the sketch that Chloe's doing, she has three lines, and the makeup artist is running lines with her. And Chloe, once again, says, somehow I'm doing the live show. I, I would do anything for Kimberly. <laughs> and the makeup guy is reading Chris's line. And I love seeing the artistic process, you guys. It's always fun to watch an actor do their work. In the background, we see a TV where they're rehearsing a sketch for the show. Uh, we cut to Chris, and she's also in a makeup chair. And I swear to God, you guys, they they're like when they first cut to Chris, I thought I was a wax figure. And by the way, I if you guys are OG listeners of the show, you remember when I first started, they uh, do you guys remember wax Chris Jenner? I know Medita does, but wax Chris Jenner, it turns out they have an actual wax version of Chris Jenner made totally all to her measurements and Kim has it at her house and they had it in a daily mail article and I became obsessed with it because then I was like, I think I'm in love with wax Chris Jenner. And I did a whole segment on the show where I took wax. Chris Jenner. <laughs> the show used to be so idiot. I did a whole segment where I took wax Chris Jenner on a date and I was like, may I get the door ma'am? <laughs> and wax Chris Jenner doesn't talk. And I'm like, Oh, that's very funny, Wax Chris Jenner. And, but literally, when I see her getting made up in the chair, I was like, oh, fuck, Wax Chris Jenner is there. But it was actually the real Chris Jenner. But it did make my heart flutter because I really was in love with Wax Chris Jenner. Um, 
so Kim's sitting there while Chris is getting made up and Chris is like, so Kim, you know, I just, Travis called me and I hear you've been helping him with rings. And Kim's like, I have. And Chris is like, I can't believe you kept a secret and asked, you know, they're going to, he's going to ask for the hand, her hand in marriage. And Kim tells Chris, don't cry, mom. And Chris keeps, Chris keeps using the word tender in this, which is just so gross, especially when she's around Corey. But she's like, it was just so sweet. So tender. <laughs> and Mario, the makeup, Kim's makeup guy, she's, he's starting to tear up. And Kim's like, Mario, don't start crying, please. This is like the second episode in a row that Mario's cried. And then get this, you guys. <laughs> Chris goes, he went to your dad's grave and asked your dad for Courtney's hand, and I almost lost it. And I was like, whoa, why didn't you ask the hologram Robert Kardashian that Kanye got? <laughs> but, like, I mean, tra- dude, imagine this. Like, dude, fucking Travis really loves Courtney. Like, you, you know like I'm saying? Like you, like, you forget sometimes fucking, like, when you are just in the throes of love, in the throw of, like, ah, oh, I'm gonna fucking get sick if I don't see this person. Like, Travis fucking loves Courtney. And really, it's not for us to understand. Like, I'm like, because I sat there and go, like, really, Courtney? But it's not for me to understand, you know? Obviously, this guy has a learning disability. It's not even my thing. But, like, I'm glad he's happy, but he is just head over heels. This guy's going to graveyards. He's fucking going, like, getting a bunch of roses to put into a beach engagement party. It's just wild. Kim goes, I have to go to work. Come on. Chris says, I can hardly believe it's her first time getting married about Courtney. And Kim's like, I've been married enough for the whole family. We cut to this restaurant, Milos, which is uh, somewhere in New York. Chris Chris is there. Scott is, hey, I'm Scott, everybody. What's going on? I'm here. Chloe is there. Guess what? Corey is there. And we get our first appearance of the food god monster. Jonathan Chebin is there. We see a fish getting cut out of salt. We see a lobster dish. Chris in a talking head says, we are so excited to be at our favorite restaurant in our favorite city. And these people are our ride or dies. And we are all here to support Kim. You know, support, ride coattails, whatever the words you want to use are. Uh, Chris says, well, you know, when I was a stewardess 40 years ago, I used to live in an apartment across from Carnegie Hall. And Chris says, Chloe, I want to show you that place. You know, I like I showed you the place that I, I lived at in San Diego where I uh, I shaved my legs that one time. And Chris says, here I rent apartment with three other stewardesses we had no closets we were like the seven little dwarves and don't you want to see where your mom lived and chloe says my mom has the most beautiful life but she's literally crying about the 80s which is is such a funny sentiment i totally agree with chloe of like those people are i'm like this sometimes they're just so sentimental about the past that you fucking fail to realize you're in a moment a beautiful moment right then and there Chloe goes, sometimes I want to stake her, you know, and make her appreciate right now. And Chloe goes, Scott, you look nice. And he goes, how was SNL today? And Chris says, are are you going to do SNL? And I guess Scott was offered to do a sketch. And Scott's like, no, I I talked to Courtney about it. And uh, she wasn't feeling it. And they're like, well, what was the premise? And it was like in the sketch. I say to her, the reason I date young girls is that I got to add all the ages up so I can get to your age. 
And they're like, well, you have to follow your gut, Scott. You have to follow your gut. He's like, yeah, I called her. You know, initially I wanted to just come and watch and support Kim. So I'm good with that. And Chloe says, well, Kim is very happy you're here. Kim, by the way, is not at this dinner. Chloe says, I want to give a little toasty toast to everybody. And I'm like, fuck you will. Once you can say a toast like a normal human being, you can give a toast. But I will not be giddy. I will not raise my glass to a toasty toast. No. Uh, Chris is on her phone. And Chloe's like, Mom. And Chloe is doing a toast to an invisible Kim. She's like, Kim, we love you. Food God is looking rough, folks. Food God is looking like he is encased in salt. Like it's just it's a rough, it's a rough reentry into the new Kardashians on Hulu. Like this guy did not go through glam at all. Looking extra rough. Chris says, um, Oh, I forgot why I even needed my phone. Why am I on it? We cut to the next morning. Um, the song is every single day when the sun comes up, like they're using, I think the same music service that selling sunset is using, um, they're at the hotel and Chris goes, how do these SNL people stay up all night, every night? She's like at three fifty-eight AM, I woke up and Kim texted me that she was just getting done. Uh, you know, and what a grueling schedule. And I was like, she's probably getting done making out with Pete Davidson and that big old dong. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Chris goes, Chloe, we have a couple hours to kill before SNL. I have the perfect idea. Let's go to the place I lived at when I was a flight attendant. And Chloe's like, she's eating almonds. And she's like, I'm trying to muster up the I give a fuck energy. And uh, Chris is like, um, why don't you care about me? And Chloe's like, I just can't find any of the fucking cares for your stewardess story. And uh, Chris is like, I think you keep forgetting. Oh, no. Chloe goes, I think you keep forgetting you keep telling me this story, Mom. In a talking head, Chloe goes, I can go to any state she takes me to, and she'll just pour something out from her childhood. I've even seen the place where Chris Jenner had her first period, which is just amazing. Like, could you imagine Chris going like, hey, I had the heaviest flow here. This is, I remember I wore a pad and it was, it was I was cycling with all my girlfriends. And <laughs> isn't it fun when guys talk about periods? Uh, a phone rings and Chris answered it. Damn, my allergies. And Chris answered it, answers it and goes, Shelly Smelly. And I guess it's this woman, Shelly Azoff. And Shelly's like, Kim is requesting you in your room. And Chris is like, can we bring cameras? And they're like, yeah, you can bring cameras. So we get in there, you guys. And the first thing we see is Kanye West in like like a black, like it's like a streetwear ninja outfit. Like he's just like all in black, but it's like he has like a hoodie and the hoodie's all pulled over his hat. And he's like playing with the little hoodie straps. And... uh and Chris being Chris Jenner, she goes, you look nice. I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, traveling in coach vibes. And she's like, you traveled. Weren't you here in New York? And he's like, I had to go back to L.A. and get something for Kim. And Chris, Chris goes, you had to get something for Kim. Well, that is something else. <laughs> she's such a. She's like, let's not upset it. That's great, Kanye. I love it. I that is just so nice. That is just you are such a special person, Kanye. Kim is all in her pink outfit. 
And she has this like ratty suitcase that she lays down and she goes, I want to show you what Kanye got me. And she opens the suitcase, you guys, and it's Ray J's head. It's literally the head of Ray J. <laughs> no, you pop over the suitcase and you hear Chris go, oh my God. And we see that it's like a, like an old school, like PC computer. <laughs> Like, oh my God, they used to make computers that way. Where's the Mac? Uh, and Kim's like, he got me all my sex tape back and it's the hard drive. And Kim's like, yeah, I met up with uh, Ray J at the airport and got it all back. And I'm like, where the fuck is that scene? Yo, keeping up with the egg, hey, the Kardashians on Hulu, you get a fucking call that Kanye is going coach to go meet Ray J at an airport. You fucking throw a body cam on Kanye if you need to. But my God, wouldn't you? I would pay good money to see that. I would give all of this episode just to see that scene. Could you imagine Kanye coming up to Ray J in an airport like two lovers lost in the night and he handing him a, a ratty suitcase with a hard drive in it? Come on. Come on, you guys. That's draw. That is that's what we need. Um, Kim goes, I know Kanye did this for me. But he also did it for my kids. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Do not do not rationalize this to yourself so you don't have to get back with him. She's like, well, it's also for my kids. It's, a, it's like, dude, he's trying to win you back. Everybody's hugging Kanye. And Chris says, it is truly unbelievable the way you get things done. <laughs> and Chris goes, I think you spent a lot of money and thank you. And Kanye goes, nope. No, no check. No way we are getting extorted ever extorted ever again, Kanye says. He just seems really off. Not off, but you know what I'm saying? It just seems off. And it, it's just a very interesting scene. And it's one of those, it's the realest scene in this entire episode because I think there's a lot of layers to uncover. And I know you're like, Ryan, you're crazy. Can't you just watch a show? But there's so much here. There's so much subtext here. Think about this. Think about this. I, I was writing this to somebody earlier. Like that is a piece of history, that hard drive. Think about that. That is the hard drive that launched the Kardashians. If you've watched a movie called Citizen Kane, the main character is obsessed. He says the word rosebud, rosebud, rosebud at the beginning of the movie. Rosebud is one of the biggest um, – uh, it, it is kind of the prop of modern day filmmaking. We find out at the very end it was a sled that he uh, had a happy time on when he was a kid, uh, the character. And uh, I got to actually see the original Rosebud at the Academy Museum on my birthday, and I was very excited about that. But this is reality show Rosebud. This is it, you guys. The contents of that hard drive launched that entire family, if you really think about it. So that is a piece of history. Like that right there. And just think about that thing. Can you can you pinpoint your life with one prop? You know, I'm sure Carrot Top can. But can you think of one totem in your life that is that that represents everything that has happened in your life? And I feel like this is that. And it's just everybody's hugging them. It's just, it's just weird. And then all of a sudden it's just done. It's just, it's, everybody's like, oh, Kim's like, I gotta go. Uh, but anyways, Kim also goes, I watched it. It's just the footage of me and Ray J at the restaurant and the nightclub. Nothing sexual, nothing weird. Also, I have a belly button in this. It's before my belly button got stolen by a thief. Um, it, but it's like, and also, like, listen, 
I want to believe Kim. I do. But this is what I'm talking about. Then Kim says shit like that. I'm like, sure, Kim. Yeah, no sex tape on the sex tape. We got it. Uh, Kanye tells Chris, how good is it? How good is God that it happened right here at this time? And I like that sentiment, right? I like I like things that give people comfort, but I just keep thinking about it. That morning this happens, and that night is the first time Kim kisses Pete Davidson in that Aladdin sketch on SNL. And I just think, man, God is good, but God is wild, right? God works in mysterious ways. Like, what would you... What is the bright side of this? Like, you know, and I think there's a part of it, and, and maybe Kanye would never admit this, that it's like, yo, if he did this, like, I've got it on lock. This represents everything to Kim, and I did this. I'm back in the good graces. And then he loses it all that night to Pete Davidson. It, it, it's weird. Like, it's it's like what we were talking about, the Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis thing earlier. Um, now, believe me, I'm not saying that Kim should be with Kanye. Definitely not. But it is one of those kind of tragic little moments. You know, like, haven't you lost somebody to somebody else? Like, I have. And it's just the worst. And especially then when you see him or something. Like, it's just something that I think we all have empathy for. Um they all say a prayer. Chloe leads it. She's like, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Let's always leave leave people a little better than how we left them. And let Kim do good tonight. And then Kim says, and let us please have a sense of humor and have no one take offense at anything I say. Amen. Um, and then just Kim gets right out of there. And that's the end of Kanye for this episode. I don't know if he ever comes back this season, but it is wild. Uh, oh, actually, no, sorry. We see Kim walk out of the hotel and Kanye walks out of the hotel and hops in the car with Kim. So I thought that was interesting, too, and all the paparazzi are there. The song is uh, another one of those Telling Sunset songs. Watch me shine. Watch me shine. We cut to Chris uh, goes, Chloe, we have 45 minutes. Let's walk to my old apartment. And uh, it's just dumb. This is what I'm talking about. Like, you have a scene like that which I feel like we should, you know, take a moment about the emotional relevance of that. And then we're like going on to bullshit. Like, let's go see a place you lived in for three weeks, 40 years ago. It reeks of fakeness. It re it just, it re it just, I, to me, I just don't, I don't appreciate shit like this. It's like, why not bring out the mime again? Like, why not, why don't we go full? It's like, you're going to, you're going to do the same shit with us. You're just going to fill this shit with just BS and you don't need to. We could fix this. We could fix this show in an evening. Um, uh, Chris is like, it's always just me and Chloe. And uh, Chris goes, we never shot on the streets of New York. And the last time I always wanted there to be sex in the city music playing. Ding, 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 ding. And I was like, Che Diaz needs to rock your world, Chris. Cause you know, Chris, you know, Che would like, ah, 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 ah. that's Chris Jenner. Just like, just moaning. Che <laughs> Diaz. Corey's like, damn, damn, Che, take it easy on it. Oh my God, I just lost the last 10 minutes of audio. Do you know how frustrating it is to go back on a Kardashian episode that you've already just recapped for 10 minutes and then realize nothing recorded? It's painful, folks. It's one of the most, you will never experience that sort of pain in your life, but it is horrible. And now I have to go, I had already gotten up to the SNL part. Now I have to go back to this stupid New York scene with them wandering around ta town and Chris not knowing where she's at, it's so. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have a better. I'm gonna have a better attitude. So, anyways, Chloe is 
They're all being followed by paparazzi, which I'm sure is completely awkward. Chloe bumps into two of her um, her glam squad. I don't know how many people work on her glam squad, but Chloe's like, you know what? Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Corey. I'm going to go back with them. This is, like, making my anxiety wonky. Corey's like, uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll see your apartment, Chris. I want to rub your booty hole in your apartment. And Chris is like, babe, you want to buy me a pretzel? And he's like, sure, babe. And Corey's laughing. He's just having a good old time. And Chris goes, "I my North Star back in the day was Bergdorf German. Bergdorf Gorman. Some store you ladies shop at. Bergdorf. Bergdorf. It's like a fancy. It's a fancy. Bergdorf Gorman. Or it's Bergdorf German. You guys know what I'm talking about. Chris is like, that was always my North Star back in the day. Chris says, it was a dream to walk there, but I could never afford uh, never afford it. And look how life changes so much, which really is truly impressive. I'm just like, damn, you really, I mean, just amazing. She goes, I walked the streets of New York 45 years ago, right when I was in flight attendant school. And they assigned me to live in New York. And one time, OJ and Robert Kardashian flew into New York, and they had just watched Bruce Jenner win the gold medal because OJ had done the commentary for the Olympics. And that literally is a jaw-dropping moment. Just imagine how much pop culture is in that sentence. Like, you know, and the producer literally goes, this is in the show, she goes, that needs to be in the final cut. I would also love if every time anybody brings up OJ, you say the story with OJ in it, and then you go, and then years later, he killed two people, Ron and Nicole, because that's, he truly did. He's a, he walks free, and it is insane. It is truly insane. I, that is a very strong belief of mine. Fuck you, OJ. Um, so Chris all of a sudden is lost. And Corey's like, uh, I think I think we're in the right area, babe. And she's like, there it is. And I was like, oh, where's the fucking mime at this point? This is painful for me. Corey goes, ah, that's very cute that you used to live there. And Corey goes, I love New York. And Chris goes, here I am today. My daughter is going to host the most iconic show in New York. And Corey goes, we haven't been on a walk in New York, walk around New York in a long time. All of a sudden, we head over to SNL. The countdown is on. 59 more minutes. Kim is practicing her monologue in the dressing room. Steve Higgins, the producer, is telling Kim to hold for laughs. And she's like, I know what I'm doing, Steve. Um... She, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen told Kim, Kim says that, you know, just say the joke and ask for forgiveness later. Lindsay Shooketh, who is the talent coordinator for SNL, is in the room and she's like, don't worry about apologizing to people. Remember, that's Ben Affleck's ex. Um, and Kim's like, you know what? I really should tell Corey about this joke about him being a gold digger. I don't want to freak him out. So they go get Corey. Corey comes in and Kim's like, I just want everyone just to feel good. Um, you know, I don't want people feeling down with things that I say. And I want you to know if this joke was true, I would never say it because it has my mom in it. And I just, I want you to know that. And Corey's like, huh, my skin is thick. My skin is thick. And then Corey goes outside and just breaks down. He just bawls. He just, oh, why does everybody hate me? No, he doesn't. But he's just like, yeah, you can say what you want. <laughs> I love that he's just accepted that. Like, isn't that kind of a wild thought? Corey just fully accepts that he is considered a gold digger but he's like you know at the same time he's like well i get a dress really nice um people are lining up outside in the hallways 
And I told you, I've been at SNL before, and this is the really exciting part. It's just like when you're lining up in those hallowed halls, the legendary halls, and, you know, it's just really exciting because the studio is small, and you're like, wow, and just the energy. It's really electric, even more so than the show is actually good. It's just that energy. Like, the pre-show stuff is just like, wow. Uh, Kim goes, I only have two more minutes, and I need to pee all the time. Uh, I thought it would be funny if she had a pee stain when she went out there, but... um, you know, that's my sense of humor. Uh, she's like, I keep feeling like I have to pee. One minute, 30 seconds. Uh, and the lady comes in and goes, Lauren Michaels is ready for you. So she's walking in. Eight seconds. Kim Kardashian West. She comes out. She's poised, smiling. I would be so jittery here, but Kim is so poised. It just really shocks me. It's, 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 I don't want to say robotic, but it's just, it's shockingly wild that she has this kind of, I don't even want to say confidence, but it's like, it's like she's having, it feels like an out-of-body, it looks like an out-of-body experience where it, it's 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 not bad at all. It's good. But at the same time, you know, like that like kind of like extra layer of excitement when you're like, people are like, ah, it's not that. It's like really controlled. It's very interesting. Um, she lands the first joke. She's landing all the jokes. Chris is laughing in the audience. Uh, we see uh, then pictures of sketches throughout the night, including the Pete sketch, the Aladdin. We do not see Pete in this episode at all. Um, Kim goes, they say chaotic. Uh, they say the show is chaotic, but it's fun. I thrive under pressure and chaos. So this is all fun for me. Chris is talking to Chloe and Corey backstage. Chris is like, she is so good at this shit. And Chloe has a glass of champagne and she looks like she's a like a little loose she's like you're a legend for birthing this fucking queen mom it kind of also sounds angry <laughs> you know like i wish that was me we get a montage of more kim scenes kim goes i'm just so surprised at how fun i how much fun i had but you know i just did it and then we see her go thank you to kanye and the rest of my family for being such good sports good night uh we're backstage with her food god hugs her doesn't let go scares everybody backstage <laughs> now lala anthony is there gail king is there next to scott uh, you know, Scott's like, how old are you, Gail? You're not in your early 20s by chance, huh? Um, Gail says to Kim, I think this is your thing. I'm like, stop kissing ass, Gail. Um, people are just everywhere backstage. Kim goes, just such a rush. I didn't screw up one time tonight. And then she asks her assistant, what are people saying online? And she's like, they're saying that you're going to win an Emmy. <laughs> and then she's like, somebody says, I didn't want to like her, but damn, this is just good. Uh, Kim goes, I wrote everyone thank you notes on SNL stationery and put it on their desk. The crew, the cast, everybody. And I got to tell you, that is truly class. And that sets people above. I wish I was more like that. I just, you know, I just am so bad at stuff like that. And I hear from everyone that Kim is just really good to, to work with, you know, I don't know about four, but work with. Um, so they do that. Bowen Yang, uh, the cast member is outside kim asks him for a photo and he goes this is the greatest accomplishment of my life and that guy that's got to be a out-of-body moment for mr yang because you know we all know the kardashians imagine if they asked you to take a picture with that you know it's just wild so now we're at the after party and i remember going to the snl after party and i went with one of the writers and and his girlfriend and and i knew melissa and, and i knew a couple people and it's, you know, you're you're there at like 12.31 in the morning, you know, you get there because, you know, I remember we went and did a tour afterwards and it's like, 
I remember the writer, he was just like burnt because it was election season, the Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump election all that time ago. And they had been writing like they'd been up for like 48 hours. And he was like, I just want to go home. And I was like, no, this is my opportunity to party. I pissed next to Tom Hanks. Bradley Cooper was there because Lady Gaga was the musical guest. This was before A Star is Born. Dave Chappelle was there. The only thing that sucks, it's not free drinks at the after party. And that was kind of a, a letdown. But it's wild. Everybody's just walking around and, and mingling. Nothing crazy. It's not like, you know, but it, it was definitely a trip. And then you're just like, this is just weird. This is just weird. This is very, it's weird. The, you know, you just find yourself in weird situations sometimes. And I remember that was one of them. But also how not weird it was, if that makes sense. It was just like, wow, shouldn't this be weirder? Like, you know, shouldn't this be more Hollywood? But it was just like an after, you know, it was just like kind of like, I was like, oh, that's like a high school theater after party. Um, so uh, Amy Schumer's there, A.D. Bryant, Lauren is there, Blake Griffith, Blake Griffin, the basketball player is there, Chris Rock is there, Colin Jost does a little scene with Kim and says, you, you did great, and, you know, I think it went well, and he says, you know, you remember the little things with these shows, but I think the whole thing was fantastic with you, and uh, he goes, you may want to do it again, and she's like, I hope I'm invited back, and he's like, I'm sure you will be, and I'm like, okay. Uh, Chris Rock comes up to Kim and goes, hey, you were great from the opening monologue. You were just very in control. You know, it was comedy funny, you know, like an actress would do or a comedian, which is a compliment because remember, Kim is none of those things. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. It's just she just isn't. And uh, Kim goes, did you hear that? Chris Rock just said I'm funny. And she goes, Chris Rock made my life. And a talking head, Kim goes, the fact that he gave me that crazy compliment, I'm dying inside. I was surprised that Kanye wasn't say, wasn't there. So I'm wondering if Kim asked him not to come or he just uh, passed out from taking a coach flight earlier. Um, Chris goes, you know, the athletes are sometimes so-so hosting, but you are really good tonight. Gail King, for some reason, is there again, too. And she's like, she was legit good. I'm like, Gail, what are you doing? Are you trying to get with Kim Kardashian? Why are you always here? Uh, Kim brings Amy Schumer into a corner. And uh, Amy goes, it was really just so great. And I can't get over. It just was very special. It felt someone, not just someone conquering their fears, but knocking doors down. And I'm like, Amy, calm down. Like, I just felt like you were shattering the glass for all the women out there. <laughs> Amy says, you know what? And I learned from it. She literally, I shit you not said that. She goes, I gave you notes on the opening and you had the confidence to ignore me. And you were right. <laughs> In a talking head, Chris goes, I am just so thankful. Or Kim goes, I am just so thankful for Amy. And then I, this is the moment where I was like, wait a sec. Doesn't Amy Schumer have a Hulu show that just got released? Life After Beth? Isn't it funny that she's on another Hulu show, The Kardashians? Isn't that kind of kismet? What, what do we call that? Is that just a coinkydink? Um so uh, we're now back in Los Angeles, California. The SNL bit is over. We are now with Chloe at the Ellen Show. You guys, James Corden for Chloe last week. That was just a warm-up, baby. We are at the Ellen Show. She is getting full glam from everybody. Chloe's assistant goes, I haven't seen you since SNL. And Chloe says, I have not slept. It is the Monday after SNL. She just got back from New York, and she is doing the Ellen Show, folks. She's getting her glam done. And then she goes, I brought the wrong skims. You know, these are too long for my skirt, so we're going to have to cut them. But don't worry, I know the owner. LOL. So, and then somebody's cutting the skims. And she's like, having scissors so close to my vagina, it's not ideal. And I was like, you let Cl Tristan close to that thing. Um, 
So, Chloe goes, glam is not always glamorous. You don't want to see Mickey Mouse with his head off. You want to see the whole character. And I was like, did you just compare yourself? Uh-huh. Ellen walks in, and like I've always said from day one of this show, someday the government needs to study the relationship between Ellen DeGeneres and the Kardashians. Why are they always on the show? Uh, they seem weirdly close. In fact, even in this scene, Chloe's like, you know, Ellen already knew about Travis getting engaged to Courtney, even though it hadn't happened yet. And she's like, yeah, I was hanging with your mom. She told me about it. And then Ellen was telling details about the engagement that Chloe didn't even know. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like Ellen and Chris, like, and you know, Ellen's like a secret asshole, which then leads me to believe Chris is a secret asshole. Everybody's assholes. Uh, Ellen's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And, you know. Anyways, you're going to do good, blah, blah, blah. So she goes out there. Oh, yeah. Ellen, no, this is what Ellen goes, how's Scott going to feel about all this? <laughs> Chloe goes, well, he's going to have a rough time. But, you know, they you know, they can't put their life on hold for Scott. And Ellen says, well, yeah, especially since she said she didn't want to ever get married. Uh, you know, uh, and, and, like Ellen knows specifics about Courtney. And uh, anyways, Chloe goes out there. They're laughing. Chloe's talking about Kim's SNL appearance. And then they play a stupid game. It's very cute, you guys. We cut to a song, I'm a boss, I'm a boss. And we're at Kylie's office. Um, So Chris is with Chloe. And Chris is like, I'm glad I had two seconds to talk to you. Uh, Travis just called and says, Courtney's fertility health is that they need to get the eggs and Courtney is supposed to have the egg retrieval on Sunday, which is the exact day he was going to do the engagement. And Chloe says, whoa, she won't be able to do it then on Sunday night. You you won't be, you know, I've done it. You, you It'll have to be the next day. And Chris is like, no, they have to do it on their seventh. Their, the 17th is their anniversary. It needs to be done. And Chloe's like, well, why don't we override it and just do it in Calabasas? And this was the point where I was like, why don't you mind your fucking business and let Travis do whatever the fuck he wants? You know what I'm saying? I I just realized I'm cussing so much in this episode. I'm so sorry. Chloe says, uh, okay, quick, quick thinking, quick thinking. They call uh, Tracy and... uh, so they call Travis, I'm sorry. And they're sitting there with Chloe and they're telling her the update about the egg retrieval. And, uh, you know, Chloe's like, I think we need to go down to Calabasas. And Travis is like, I haven't thought about it happening anywhere but the beach, you know. I think that's where it should happen. A really light voice. And he's like, you know, designs in the sand. And I always get her a lot of tulips. And that's what I usually get her. And Travis like, it's not a bad backup, but, you know, let's keep thinking on it. And Chloe says, well, the proposal is Sunday. Travis is a little more spontaneous, and we operate by a military schedule, so we need a location. I'm getting hives. And I'm like, God, imagine, like, it's nice having family this in your business, but is it? Um, and Chloe goes, just have to have faith in a beta blocker. I swear to God, she's addicted to beta blockers. She brought up beta blockers two times last episode, remember? Chris has got Chloe officially hooked on beta blockers. We cut to Kylie's office. Corey is there, and he's like doing, he's making like, he's acting like he's making food at the stove. He's like doing bad, like miming. And he's like, <laughs> it's, it's just so weird. It's like Corey was like, uh, okay, should I be doing something in this scene? And then she starts fake cooking, and Chris goes, what's your specialty? And he goes, I'm never telling you. I don't want to cook. I'm an eater. 
I don't want to cook. And we see a bunch of pink starbursts in the background. Like, Kylie's office is just so over the top. Chris goes, well, what would you cook? And he goes, you want to know? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> like, okay. Travis calls again. He uh, He's in New York. Remember, he was playing on SNL the next week as a musical guest. And they're like, how's New York? He's like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Corey really seems to like Travis because Corey's like, they're on speaker. And Corey's like, what's up, man? How you doing? Um, Travis goes, we aren't doing the egg retrieval until Tuesday. So Sunday is meant to be, which is the most amazing news ever. He's like, Travis is so chipper. And Chris goes, are you nervous? And he goes, I'm not, you know. I've been saying these things to her for so long. But, you know, saying them to her when I'm on my knee, it's just going to be, that part will be nerve-wracking. He's like, Chris, I'm going to send you a little note I made on my phone about what to say with her. Uh, and he sends a note, and Chris is reading it, like, and it says, a year, a year ago today I fell in love with you, and one night with you is all it took. And Chris already starts crying, and Corey's like, yeah, you love to cry. And she keeps reading, and Travis is like, you're the love of my life. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? And Corey goes, what part of that was worth crying over? <laughs> and here she does again. Chris goes, this is the most tender thing I've ever... Chris loves the word tender, and it's grossing me out. And he's like, oh, God, because Chris would be like, I want to feel you're tender. Can you imagine? Yeah, I bet you would say something sick like that. Like, I hope that's not tender, you know? And then touch your... <laughs> This, anyways, this is the most tender thing I've ever read, and it's bringing me to tears. I can't help it. And uh, Travis goes, I had so much anxiety over the location and date, so I'm relieved that this is all going to work out. Um, so uh, Chris sits down to call the girls. Kylie, it says Kylie's new phone on Kylie's phone uh, number. They call her, and they're like, we're all set for this. We're all set for Sunday, golden. And then Kendall in Chris's phone, it says Kendall Nuevo. Chloe is in Chris's phone as Chloe 2020. Kim is in uh, Chris's phone as Kimbo 2020. And uh, Corey goes, it's on and popping. <laughs> we cut to the ocean. Kendall and Kylie are in Kylie's decked out Rolls Royce. It's all pink inside. It's like, it's almost like Dorit with the jewel. It's like, dude, do you really want to be driving around in a million dollar car? I just feel like you put such a target on your back when you're that famous, you know? Uh... Kendall's like, today's the day Travis is proposing to Courtney. I'm ex so excited. We're on our way to Santa Barbara. Like, somebody really must have, like, sat down Kendall and said none of the pouty shit this season. Because she's, like, being way too bouncy. Um, they're talking in the car. They're like, do we know where we're going? And uh, they're like, one way to find out. And then Kylie's going, uh, let's stop it in and out. I'm going to get a Coke or a Dr. Pepper. I'm going to get cheese fries and a single cheeseburger. And Kendall's like, not a double? And she's like, no. And Kendall's like, I want a double. And then Kylie's like, should I get a double? And Kendall goes, Kylie, it's Sunday. Let's go crazy. This actually is really dumb, but it's it's nice to see these girls do something, you know? Kylie says, wait, where are my snacks? I always carry snacks in my car. I always have snacks in my car. And Kendall's like, we're at the food place. They're pulling into the drive-in. And Kylie's like, I think I'm going to throw up. And then Kendall's like, oh, here are the snacks. And then pulls out, like, this white tub, like, perfectly placed with, like, all these snacks in it. And it's like, how did you miss that in the first place, Kendall? Like, and also, who has, like, a crafted basket for snacks in their Rolls Royce? Like, I don't have anything like that in my Corolla. Um, so they're at In-N-Out ordering, which I was like, that must have been a trip for that In-N-Out person because it's the guy that stands by your car and they're ordering. Um, 
Kim is driving Chris and Corey to Santa Barbara for this. And uh, Chris, Kim is like, Chris, I love the dress. And Chris is like, it's one of my 65 looks. Remember, Kim got her 65 put together looks for her 65th birthday, which is an insane gift. Chris says, my biggest fear is that we're all going to run into Courtney and Travis and ruin the surprise. And we cut back to Kendall and Kylie and Kendall goes, I love love. (laughs) Kendall goes, I love that they were friends for so long before making it a thing. And they have a really solid friendship foundation, which is really important. I like how calm and easygoing he is. He doesn't seem like a stressor and Courtney is a stressor and they balance each other out. And Kylie goes, yeah, and he wants to be involved. He wants us to be involved, which I love. Kendall in a talking head says, I like Travis. Even when they were just friends, he was always just kind and cool. Uh, Kendall is talking about Scott, and he goes, have you talked to him? How stable is Scott right now? Um, I haven't, and Kendall's like, yeah, I haven't talked to him on that level in a long time. You know, I don't know what his mental health is like. Uh, and they're like, yeah, but Courtney has to live her life and be happy. We cut to Mindy Weiss which is one of their assistants, uh, or they call it, and it's like, they're, she says, Travis and Courtney are going to be there in 33 minutes. And Chris is like, okay, well, let me call Kendall and Kylie and see where they're at. And they're 34 minutes away. So they're like right on top of each other. And Kendall and Kylie are like, oh, shit. Like, Travis is going to see us. We're going to bump into them. And by the way, they're in a million-dollar Rolls Royce, so it's going to be really hard not to notice the most amazing car that you've ever seen on your in your life next to another amazing car that you've never... You know? Um, and Kendall's like, I don't know whether to speed up or slow down. Kendall in a talking head says, Mom would be so pissed if we ruined the surprise. And then back into Kim's car, Kim says, I bet you they're going to pull up to a red light and they're going to be right next to him. And everybody's like, oh, my God, that can't happen. And then we see a montage of everybody in each car go, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Next time on The Kardashians. And then this is the uh, the the big Travis getting down on one knee to propose. We have the dinner afterwards. We see Chris getting tearful. We see, uh, I know Scott knows, uh, Kendall saying to Courtney, I know Scott knows now. Do you have any sympathy for Scott? And then we see Scott talking to, I think, Chloe going, uh, you know, the kids, hopefully the kids are going to be invited to the wedding. I mean, am I even going to be invited to the wedding? And then we see the egg retrieval. The doctor says, there's an old follicle in here. And the doctor's saying, all we need is one good egg. Now it's in God, God's hands. Or no, sorry, Courtney says that. That would be weird if like, the doctor was like, now it's in God's hands. Um, and that's it, you guys. We did it. We did another episode of The Kardashians. And this was a fun, quick episode. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you on Friday. I got to get to bed and I got to memorize these lines. And uh, let's do it all again tomorrow, okay? Love you guys. Bye. Betches.